Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Free agency is uh, all but over. I mean, we got a couple names here and there. We're here, of course, to talk about it. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing good. I'm, doing, I'm actually doing great. My team has been making money moves. I'm ready for the season to start back up again. I don't, LeBron could take some more days off. He got help on the team. We looking good, baby. But how y'all feeling? I'm doing I'm good. good I'm doing good. Now, you asked me to pull this tweet up for you. All right. Is, is it for can't, a reason? Am I doing it now? Uh, we could do it. How how you feeling, Mills? Uh, I'm great. Both I, want, I want to see what this tweet is about. Should we just I'm get serious. to the tweet? Yeah. All right. Read the tweet, P. Um, Trippy Red really the most versatile artist right now. He asks in every genre. <laughs> Why is that tweet important, P? Okay, so this is what it is, Mills. Mike saw this tweet from you while we was in the Xbox party, and he he got offended because. He say he know damn well you ain't listening on damn Trippy Red uh, to 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 like or retweet this tweet. So can you he name wanted just, to pose your question? Can you name just three Trippy Red songs? I don't have to because I know I just I can just look at him and tell he's bad. What you can just look at somebody and tell he's like that? I I could just tell just from like I I just know the style of music that he's in. I just know I wouldn't like it. Now, what I would do to interject, I don't know if I'm as big of a fan as Mikey is a Trippy Red, but what I will say is Trippy Red ain't necessarily garbage. No, I mean, like, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Trippy Red either, but, like, it was a time where I was like, damn, Trippy Red, when he was first coming out, he's like, damn, Trippy Red, decent. I was like, this is not something Mills going to listen to. Like, and that's why I was just like, can you name me three? Because there's definitely, like, Songs that are just out there, out there. Trippy Red has He's big as hell. Listen, I grew up. My uncle has his own barbershop. So, one day I was chilling, and it was it was recent too. Not like days recent, but like month or so. And a grown ass man, like an old ass man, walked in. It was like that trippy red kid. He got some shit. He don't look. He he looked like those SoundCloud guys, but he got some good. Like he was asking the young people, and they're like. Can you put me on some Trippy Red? Because the shit I heard, I did not expect that from him. So that statement to you, I would tell you, I would pose the same thing to you. Because I was surprised, too, by how much I like Trippy Red when I was listening to him. He puts out far too much music for me to keep up with him. He ain't good enough for me to check out everything as soon as he drops it. But I definitely got some Trippy Red shit on his phone. Hey, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I and remember one of three songs. We was playing I'm, Trippy Red in your car, actually, when we used to all ride together to KB's apartment. We used to play Trippy Red songs on those rides. I definitely had to. That was like probably one of the times that I was listening to that shit too. But I remember I seen a while ago, CJ had tweeted out. He was like, Trippy Red type of, Trippy Red is the type of dude that make you feel like you can sing like no matter what. Cause yeah, he, he got melodies for sure. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be catchy shit that you just gonna wanna sing. Like Pose. Pose is definitely a big song that we used to drive to when we used to go, like when, when we used to go to KB old apartment, that song was big around that time. KB didn't even know that song, and I know KB don't listen to no damn Trippy Red. That's that song with Takashi. Like that's one of like their. I think that was their first collab or whatever they did before like everything started going down. But good times though, good times. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't that, remember that song either. That, I'm gonna need you to come. No, nah, next part. I'm gonna need you to just one Trippy Red song, bro. No, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Something like that. And just hey, dear, hey, dear, don't listen to Trippy Red, bro. You fine. Keep listening to uh, Jeezy and Tupac and, and all those other cats. Forget Trippy Red. 
<laughs> no, I'm definitely, I'm definitely not the advocate of telling you must listen to Red, but I'm definitely, uh, just like like I don't know, like yeah, that motherfucker look like he's got that because what artists look like they good. Drake look like he good? <laughs> no, motherfucker, you know he's good. You know in the back end, you know he's good. No, I'm just saying, when have you looked at an artist and said, no, like, it's, it's just a realm of music that Trippy Red is in. I just know I'm not really into that style of music, really. I'm just judging on what you said. You said you looked at him and said he's trash. So what? I understand what he's saying though. If I see somebody with face tats, colored hair, I'm immediately like, I understand what type of music you let you make. Prejudice. I mean, it's making, it's, I think it's just making assumptions. So I mean, if you're saying, if you're saying that you understand that, can, can you understand what I'm saying? When have you looked at an artist and said he, I need to check him out? Because if you look at an artist and you say you don't need to check, then that means you use the same mentality. Like, there's no. no one I, don't think it, I don't think it has to go both ways. Because, because the the look of Trippy Red is so synonymous to SoundCloud rapper. That like you can look at him and be like, oh, I know what type of music. Like they're like the genre of music that Derek likes. If it's just just like pure rap, there's no face of that. There's not a look to that, but there's a look to SoundCloud rappers. Well, Derek has not recent because I know the views on this guy has changed. But Derek listened to Takashi. That's one of the faces of SoundCloud rapper imagery. He listened to him at the time where it was listenable to listen or, or acceptable to listen. Takashi, you listen to listen to my Derek. What are Look we doing here? Why the hell are we talking about this right now? Why are we hey, not talking about this? Hey, this is part of the podcast, though. This is how we originally was supposed to be. We were supposed to talk about music and <laughs> stuff like that. We just giving them a little taste of what it what it was going to be as well. I don't know if we would be on House of Highlights. Yeah, I was going to say that. Listen, if y'all saw me, would y'all listen to me based on how I look? I got a jersey on, hat backwards, my watch a little shiny. Your hair not yeah. colored and you don't have face tats, so I'll give you a listen. <laughs> now nah, I spit some raw ass backpack shit, some shit that's gonna make you rewind. Like I say a line like this: "Leave them dead in the living room." Come on, get right. it? <laughs> 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 right. Let's get to free agency, man. Because right after Saturday's show, we had two of the bigger signings go down. Uh, just our luck, but we knew it was gonna happen. Fred Van Vliet. Stays with the Toronto Raptors. I thought that was like not really that much of a possibility going into free agency, but he signed for four years, eighty-five million. So the he Malcolm gets his Brogdon bag. deal. Yep, he gets the Malcolm Brogdon deal, gets the bag. And I remember when he was on JJ Reddick's pod, he had he didn't throw out the possibility of resigning. He kind of was like Cal Lowry's 31, 32 years old, and eventually he's gonna start to take that turn, and then maybe I'm next in line. Uh, but he definitely talked like, hey, I'm going to get myself a bag somewhere else, and I'm cool with that. I'm a proven winner. But he, he stays in Toronto. Yeah, it was it was smart. That that interview made me feel like he would leave, but it also made me feel like he would stay because he was saying, like, he wanted opportunity, he wanted his bag, but he also prioritized winning. And he, it was something he did his whole life from high school to college to even with the Raptors. So that, at, as a Knicks fan, made me say, cross him off our list because <laughs> winning is going to be some years, my guy. Um, but I'm happy for him. Um, I'm happy for him. This is a guy we talking about better than yourself. Um, and he had, this is the biggest contract that an undrafted player has ever gotten. So I think, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's something to celebrate. We always have that. We've had that conversation a lot recently on here, the four year player and the, uh, the, the look on the four year player. We've seen him get his bag. Javon just got the, the bag uh, from Phoenix. So, the four-year guys um, are being celebrated, getting rewarded, and and the narrative is probably going to start changing even more um, as the years 
you know, go down the line. But I'm happy for Fred. I think we all are, you know. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like uh, it's a win-win. Uh, he gets to be in a winning situation, get his bag. The Raptors get they their shooting guard slash PG next to Cal Lowry. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite backcourts to watch when you talk about undersized guards that defensively they still get after it. And they usually when you see undersized guards, they have a team that are probably going to get torched, mm-hmm. but they're still one of the best defenses in the league. They both handle the ball. They both get buckets, playmate. It's this is one of my favorite backcourts to watch besides Dame and CJ and Stephanie. Hey, I wish y'all could see, man. Goosebumps. This shit got me excited. I'm I'm happy to be talking about this basketball shit when we like training camp starting a week or something, right? Yeah. This yep. shit, this shit be... me back excited. Like we ain't just have a finals. You know what I'm saying? They also yeah. signed Chris Boucher. We're gonna get to the Raptors. We're gonna get to the Raptors. I want to hear more Mike thinks about the Fred and Vliet contract. I mean, I thought it was cool. Uh, I'm super happy for him. I, I think it was a couple of days ago. Obviously, we know the Knicks had more money and everything, but and, uh, and he wanted the long-term deal. But they were saying, like, the Raptors, had they had enough money where they can kind of closely match it, you know, around that five-year, like, $120, $130 million deal. Ends up getting a four-year or four-year deal. I think that's going to just benefit him the most because this is probably the best place for him to stay in terms of winning. He's getting his money, and it's, it's the place he's already been at. Agree, agree. But the Raptors, not not only did that happen, they lost their two bigs. Uh, both of them were free agents. We had Serge Ibaka go to the Clips, and they have Marcus Gasol signing with the Lakers. So they are, on paper, a worse team today than they were last week. I mean, they did try to fill those holes with bringing in Aaron Baines. They re-signed Chris Boucher. But we know that those two big men were such a big part. Serge basically had a career year last year. Right. Yeah. And in the regular season, Marcus Saul was just knocking down every shot. Now, it didn't really translate to the bubble where he really struggled and everything. But they are worse today than they were a couple weeks ago, which is is, is kind of interesting, man. I mean, then you also think about Kyle Lowry, who is an older guard who knows if he's going to come out and maybe take a small step back. Um, so the contract, yeah. the contract is very interesting when you consider all those things. Yeah, I mean, but you had to prioritize your guy. And yeah. out of all of those guys, you have to prioritize Fred Van Fleet over Ibaka and then Marcus Gasol. Because I feel like with Fred Van Fleet, you're still at least really good. If you would have lost him, you probably would have been still looking at this team a little bit even different mm-hmm. with them just having Ibaka or either just having Marcus Gasol. Because I don't know if they were able to financially bring back Ibaka. I don't know what his price range was or – with the Fred Van Fleet contract, they were able to pay him. Right. Yeah, we're not cap experts, but I, I feel like maybe I don't know. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Raptors the benefit of the doubt. I agree with D Mills. Definitely had to, and it's funny every time I agree with D Mills, they say I'm just agreeing with you. So I don't. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna agree with them because you definitely had to uh, prioritize Fred, um, and I feel like Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines is a good replacement to those bigs. I don't know if they would have found a good replacement for Fred had he left. I know they have some guys like Norman Powell, but a guy that can give you what Fred can give you, I don't know if it was out there. Um, Baines can resemble some of Ibaka and Gasol. Obviously, it's going to be tough for him to replace two guys who have been there for a few years. But when you talk about uh, you know uh, physicality, rebounding, defensive effort, uh, shooting is there for i don't you know the aaron bain shooting is he shot it so well i don't know if i'm going to cat you know uh categorize that as who he is mm-hmm. but it he can shoot somewhat for a big man uh they signed alex lynn they brought back boucher this is what the raptors do boucher guys like that are going to have bigger roles so based off the history of the raptors i i'm not going to count them out yet because i'm going to expect somebody like chris boucher to spread his wings more 
and to 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 be ready for this role because they didn't give him his role too early. I think the Raptors have such a good sense of timing. They know exactly when to expand your role and when you're ready to to have a bigger um impact and hopefully they can they can do that. But as long as they're led by those guards, Lowry, Fred, they still have Pascal, Norman Norman Powell is there. Um I, I want to see what they do with the Terrence Davis situation. Um there's speculation from Raptor fans that he may get waived or uh whatever. So um then they, they, they signed Brimbury from the Hawks. I think that was a nice little pickup for them. They got Alex Lynn as well. So um we'll see. I, I we're going to talk about a team specifically later, I'm sure, but I, I don't feel as bad with the Raptors because it is one team. But we'll the, get to that. The Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics. Let's talk about the Boston Celtics because uh, they lose Gordon Hayward. First of all, shout out to Gordon Hayward and his agent for getting <laughs> four years, $120 million. The real winner of free agency. Uh, the, for real. Um, so they do we want to talk about Gordon Hayward and the Hornets or the Boston Celtics first? Let's talk about the Celtics because that is the team that I was talking about. Okay. Glad you know. um, yeah, so they, they lose Gordon Hayward. And all the things you could say, oh, the team looked good in the bubble when he was out, yada, yada, yada. They needed him when it really boiled down to things against um, against the Miami Heat as a shot-creating guy, um, especially with Kimball Walker being out with the – well, not mm-hmm. out, but playing through those injuries and stuff. He was an important part. And Gordon Hayward, in the time he was there when he was healthy, because that's a big win, like if uh, he can stay healthy, he was significant. You know what I'm saying? He, he came in. He defended very well. Um, he defended fours very well. He hit his shots. He played very well. He did all the things that they needed for him to do, and he just walks for nothing. I mean, the sign and trade thing is something we had heard for like a week and a half for, with the with the Indiana Pacers, but I had heard from Zach Lowe that the reason that trade didn't go through is because the Celtics didn't want Miles Turner anymore. They literally didn't want Miles Turner anymore. Um, so they lose him for nothing, and now the narrative has changed a little bit about Danny Ainge, and he's lost another max player uh, with like Kyrie Irving, I guess Al Horford, but I don't know if we really want to count Al Horford like that, but they've lost another max player. Uh, yeah, to me, you know, and, and I know Celtic fans are a little sensitive or whatever, but to me, uh, they're one of the biggest losers of free agency because you lose Gordon Hayward, who um, for their team isn't, he isn't as valuable on the, like as a quick look because you say, oh, Tatum or Brown, but at, to every point KB just mentioned, there was value for Gordon Hayward, which is why they were going to be also willing to give him a $100 million contract too. That report came out as well. The Hornets weren't the only team that was going to give him $100 million. Yeah, the they Celtics said they said like 110. So it wasn't even that it, it wasn't really that much of an overpay for the for the Hornets considering what he could have got somewhere else and was going right. to get. Um so I think that's important to note, but that's why they're one of the biggest losers because you end up with Tristan Thompson who is cool, but I don't he's no Miles Turner. And no, I feel no, like no. that center position was the biggest thing for them. Uh, we talked about for weeks them uh, putting all of their picks together, maybe moving up and doing some type of trade with Atlanta to where they could have got a Kongu as their big man. Well, the Indiana Pacers deal was out there for them to get, um, you know, Miles Turner. I even heard a report that they wanted Miles Turner and TJ Warren or Victor Oladipo. Like they were getting too greedy. KB is saying they didn't want them anymore. So I'm confused. And then a lot of Celtic fans are also frustrated because they were trying to move Kimba. So you gave Kimba all of that money, and now you're just trying to turn around and kind of give him away, and there wasn't nothing really there, and you could have kind of maybe not given him that money and let Marcus Smart kind of be your point guard and just roll with things. So I feel like they're in a position to where they didn't get better. 
You lose Gordon Hayward, so now you're a bit worse. You got Tristan Thompson, sure, but Tristan Thompson isn't a game-changing center in my eyes. He'll make them somewhat better in the front court, more depth. And then the draft picks that you drafted, like they barely are going to make the roster because you don't have enough roster spots and you didn't trade those. So for me, they had so many avenues to get better and they didn't really do that. I mean, they paid Jason Tatum, which is cool. But um, as far as getting better, this team was a cha- this team was a team that has championship aspirations, and I don't think they got any any closer. Uh, no, no. That the Nets are coming and the East is getting the, the Bucks got significantly better. Uh, my bad, Mike. You can go. No, I'm with with everything you said and KB as well. The just the importance of Gordon Hayward and we didn't even mention like the Miami Heat. They ran zone for a lot of for a lot of their defense and he he was somebody that can like you said he could play Mac out of there. He could hit the mid range shots. He was just like a Swiss Army knife for them. And even at the end of the day, he was just better than having a Grant Williams in the game. You know, at, to to close it out. But to just say that they didn't want Miles Turner when Miles Turner is somebody that, you know, they, we, everybody in like the basketball, like Twitter, wherever, people are saying Miles Turner is like a perfect fit for the Boston Celtics, right? He's a dude that don't got to do shit on offense, but sit in the corner and space the floor and let everybody else work. And then they just kind of say, we don't want him. And they end up picking up Tristan Thompson, who, to be honest, Tristan Thompson might be one of those dudes that don't even close out a damn game for them. You know, some, it, some shit like that could happen for them. So I think that losing out and going, hey, we're just like period was a, a big L. But the thing with the Celtics that just makes me mad is they ne- they they never seem to just go all in. You know, with everything they have is always like we got to hold some back. We got to make sure we still got some for the future. They got to go in. They got to go all in if they want to win some shit. You know? I love that, Mike. I love that. They got to go all in. I think it goes down to like Danny Ainge. He be just trying to finesse. Sometimes yeah. you can just you can just make the deal that makes sense. You don't always have to finesse the other general manager. Like P said, <laughs> if they want to VO Ant or TJ Warren in this deal, they may have been asking for a little bit too much for the Indiana Pacers for Gordon Hayward. So they're like, no, we're not going to do it. But when it comes to the Miles Turner thing, it wasn't more about the Miles Turner the player. Uh, what, what Zach Lowe has said, it was Miles Turner the contract. I think it's 18 million, 18 million, 18 million, and they don't see that as a valuable contract for his production. Which it's kind of weird because I honestly feel like Miles Turner is one of those guys that once he's flips team. Teams, he'd be a lot better um, since he wouldn't have to share the front court with a guy like Sabonis, um, and he would be the perfect. He would literally be the perfect center for what they do. Yeah, like Tristan Thompson can't do, do I, the stuff that he does. When a guy like Terry Rozier is making nineteen million, it, it's hard to say that about Miles Turner. I think I think it's relevant to like their other cap situations: Kemba Max contract, Jalen Brown, and then of course Jason Tatum. They have three other max players, so they would rather go cheap on the center position, and that's who Tristan Thompson end up being. Yeah. yeah, going cheap going, means going home early. So, <laughs> yeah, what Gordon Hayward brings to the table when you're on a championship team like the Celtics, it shows much more than like when you see him go to Charlotte. You might not see that true value of him show in Charlotte Bro. as it would on the Celtics. I I love me some Gordon Hayward. Nothing, yeah. but like I'm wishing him luck. I I've seen that contract. I'm like, damn. I hope that's not another Nicholas Batum contract for the years. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it'd be that. Um, not, I mean, before, we, before we transition, I just want to say this. I think that the Boston Celtics are banking very heavily on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown taking another big leap. Um, and it's possible because they are super young and everything. But if they don't take a leap, if they are the same players they were last year, that's still like all-star quality players, then they'll probably be in the same position where they're good enough to make the conference finals but probably not good enough to win it, to win it all. I want to call something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call this. And what day is this? This is... November 24th. It's a good point you just made, Contreras. And, 
And this is why this point is significant. What's going to end up happening, and I hope it doesn't happen. I'm not a Celtic fan, but I really like this guy. Is the guy who's the heart and soul of that team is going to be the odd man out because they're going to have to make a move. This Trish and Thompson thing is not going to make them a championship team. It's hard to ask Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum to take another step, even though they're more than capable. It's just hard to ask them of that already because uh, they've been very, very good. And it's realistic to say that they could, but it's also realistic to say that they won't. So w- if they don't, and this team is what I think they'll be, they'll be a solid team. This team is definitely not garbage or any means. Yeah. I just look at them as a champion because I know their fan base and their their people look at them as a contender. Uh, they're going to have to trade Marcus Smart. They're not going to trade Jalen Brown. They're not going to trade Jason Tatum. Don't know how much value Kemba Walker will have with those uh, with the knees situation. Um, Marcus Smart is probably going to be the guy that they're going that's going to have the value that they would have to end up trading for that big man down the line. That's just my that that's what I'm gonna call. Hopefully, it doesn't have to happen because I want I think Marcus Smart is a Celtic lifer in my eyes, um, and I would like to see that for him. But if this team has to end up making a move because that is that center spot is still a big weakness. Marcus Smart is probably going to be the guy that they have to part with, unfortunately, because I just don't, I don't, I, unless Danny Ainge is like, you know what? Jalen Brown is, I mean, Jason Tatum is so good. Let's go try to get a star big man and part ways with Jalen Brown. I, I mean, Marcus Smart is out because I, I don't know how much value Kimball will have with the knee. That's, that's why they're trying to give him away. You know what I mean? Okay. So, and shout out to teams like the Bulls. that was like, nah, we're not going to fuck up our shit for that. My sources tell me that was cap. That was smoke and mirrors by the Celtics to try to raise his value. Uh, the Bulls did not have a conversation with the Boston Celtics about Kimball Walker. That's good. And that, I mean, I, I don't know how smart it is by the by the Celtics, but that says a lot. If that to, if that's smoke to raise his value, that's that's tough, man. That's tough. Um, but let's talk about the flip side. So Gordon Hayward gets his money at the Charlotte Hornets, who had tried to sign him before his last contract with the Boston Celtics. Um, I don't, okay, I'll go, I, I don't hate it, right? Um, I think at the end of the day, this is going to be a very fun team. Me and P were talking about this right after it happened. They're like, I think that the Charlotte Hornets are going to be, uh, on national TV a decent amount with LaMelo Ball. I think everybody questions what LaMelo Ball really is, like the casual fan, because they weren't, well, we weren't able to really watch him that much overseas, um. And they already had a solid roster. Like, if you remember our preseason when we give our rankings for for teams, we all had, like, the Charlotte Hornets way closer to the bottom than what they end up being. They surprised the league, and a lot of that had to do with Vontae playing very well. Um, Terry Rozier maybe not being as selfish as we thought he was going to be. And P.J. Washington came into it, and he was a very solid rookie. Now, you're throwing LaMelo Ball. You're throwing Gordon Hayward. This is This is okay. And, I mean, it is scary. Mike mentioned Nicholas Batum. You can mention Chandler Parsons. There's a lot of question marks about Gordon Hayward and his health, but this was a team that had that was on projected to make uh, to have so much money for next year's free agency, right? Where like it's the biggest free agent class of all time. Kawhi, Paul George, LeBron, so on and so forth. Ain't no way in hell they was gonna get one of those dudes to come to Charlotte. So they get one of one of the top free agents this year, a guy that they really like and just takes takes a shot on him. Because we know when he was with the Celtics again, he was very good. He's gonna have another elevated role now, the, the real thing is like the last maybe year and a half, two years of that contract is a bit scary because he is already 30 plus years old. But for the now, the Charlotte Hornets got one of the sexiest jerseys this season. They're going to be on national TV and it's going to be fun for Hornets fans. And th- at the end of the day, this should be f- a fun experiment. 
I like it. And Mike is wearing their colors right now mm, with that shirt. Bro, so I was about to say that that was probably the first thing I thought about literally when he was talking about, you know, their team. Is that when they had LaMelo on them jerseys, I was like, I might have to tune in. Them bitches look sexy. Bro, I like it. LaMelo, Devontae Graham backcourt is going to be nice for scoring and, and playmaking. Uh, like KB mentioned, PJ Washington is like the perfect pick and roll player for LaMelo. Uh, Miles Bridges, his athleticism on the open floor, on open court with LaMelo being a willing passer. And then you have Gordon Hayward uh, to, to be a kickout option. And just a, a, he's going to Gordon Hayward has always been a good ass basketball player, a guy that can shoot, put it on the floor good enough and pass. Those that's everything you want in a wing these days. And he can do it. He can he shoots very well off the catch. He has a nice uh, couple dribble pull up. Pick and roll game is, is solid. He's a very good Swiss Army knife uh, type of score and, and player. So I, I think he's going to be good for that team in that locker room. Um, and for that team, he's actually going to be a good little late game option for that team uh, while LaMelo becomes who he becomes. But I will say this, as good as I, I as much as I like this team, and I like this experiment and, and, you know, they were competitive. I think they were like the 10th seed out East, um, yeah. the Hornets. So with that team being a temp seed, I think they could be a little bit even better this year. Not saying they'll be a playoff team, but they may be a better temp seed. Um, but if you gave him 120 million, you could have gave Christian Wood, who made 47, you could have gave him 55. Christian Wood on this team, like if Christian Wood was their center, PJ Washington is the the, the four, Miles Bridges is the three, Devontae Graham and Lamelo is the backcourt. I like this team a little bit more better. Are we sure like they them. didn't try though? Because they probably tried it. Christian Wood was like, I nah. hope they try. I, it would make it, it. It would be so good to hear if they did try because <laughs> Christian Wood with that team, man, that's a sexy team. But I, I don't want to switch too much gear to change the topic from Gordon Hayward. But I I like this team to say the least. Yeah, me and KB talked about this team for a minute. And I hope that they are as exciting as me and KB uh, made them out to be. Because if this team flopped, I'm going to feel <laughs> shitty. You know, and it's not my team, but I I have some expectations for this they're, team. They're going to be solid, bro. Like, yeah. I'm not saying solid like they're, oh, they're going to make the play. Shout out to the Martin Twins. I like them boys coming off that bench for them. Hopefully they, Malik they Monk can uh, revive. Yeah, they're gonna have one of them years where you can you can probably look at it and be like, okay, I see where we're going with this, which I think is, is a, a, a good step in the right direction for you know their team. So, yeah, I think regardless, I think they're gonna be exciting. Because um, yeah. even with the Atlanta Hawks last year when they were bad, they were still very exciting to watch because you got mm-hmm. the exciting play from uh, Trey Young, Cam Reddish. You got all that. Lamelo, I think for you a better start naming John Collins. Don't do that. He ain't played for what twenty six games, twenty five games. That's why I ain't bring him it's, up. Oh, yeah. like, you know, when he played, he was exciting. He was 21 exciting. and 10, 40% from three. Yeah. This, is a, this is a team, though. I was I was surprised they didn't make a move on, like, a, a big man like Tristan Thompson or something like that, though. I feel like that's when they're going to be like, you can actually look at them and be like, okay, they might do something when they had that, that one big man kind of respect. What you mean? They got Cody Zeller. <laughs> Cody, Cody Zeller been, <laughs> been cool. And they brought back Bismack. Bismack is back. Yes, sir. Man. <laughs> they didn't have that man on the books for a minute. No, they drafted the center. Did, did they get Daniel Arturo or something? Did they? Um, they got Grant Riller, too. Grant Riller is a I know a Grant Riller. Daniel Arturo. I don't know. They haven't updated their roster yet, so LaMelo's not on the roster on Basketball Reference or anything like that. I'm a... Uh, y'all could talk. I'm 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 looking at Hornet rap uh draft selections. It should do, but this should be Burning Carry. Burning Carry. Burning Carry, right, okay. 
Um, this team should, at the end of the day, be somewhat fun. I'm not saying that this is a great signing long term, but if, if their goal is to make the eighth seed, they made their team a little bit better to do that. I mean, it's, it is the Charlotte Hornets at the end of the day. Making the eighth seed is usually their ceiling. Uh, they might hit it. They might hit it at the end of the day. Yeah. I cannot wait to see the mellow hoop, man. Um, the next thing we have is I want to talk about the Nuggets because they lose Jeremy Grant, which is – I don't know if we mentioned this when we were talking about Jeremy Grant, but they offered Jeremy Grant the same amount of money that Detroit did, but he went to Detroit. He wanted a crazy. bigger role. He wanted a bigger role, he said. And then and he wanted a bigger role, but, like, do y'all y'all think that of Jeremy Grant, that, like, he's going to be putting the ball on the floor and creating and – Listen, I'm not mad. I don't think of it like that, but I also didn't think Jeremy Grant would be Jeremy Grant right now either. So, right. Jeremy Grant is he's and he's very, still very young. He was a one and done guy to Syracuse, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Do you want to hear the stat I'm looking at right now about Jeremy Grant? Let me hear. Six percent of his overall points last season were unexistent. So, like, somebody set him up for all of his points last year. <laughs> and guess who's gonna do that again? Killian Hayes. Hey. Hey, uh, but but the it Nuggets. Like he was playing in like a significant role. He, he seemed like his impact. I don't think KB saying he not. It's just that like, will he be an All Star? Because that's what he's pushing for, right? He he's wants to be. For... He wants to be one of the guys. Like when you talk about the the Nuggets team, what was he like? Fourth, fifth on the pecking order. He wants to be number one or number two, which is like who knows? Because he has got better every single year of his career. Yeah. So maybe it is. It's, it's gonna happen. But like, it is very very weird. I'm hoping for. It. I love yeah, Jeremy. Grant. I love cool. players that can come out early yeah. and, and people say they don't see things, and it's like, well, of course you don't see certain things. He's young. Yeah. Like I did a draft thing, and, and shout out to the guy. He wasn't. He wasn't uh, saying nothing wrong, but he was saying, like, Patrick Williams, what does he do significant, like, as of right now? And it's like, well, you could say the same thing about Kawhi when he came into the league. What did Kawhi do at San Diego State that was just so – nothing. But, they, but they're, they have to grow into the players that they are. Um, he averaged nine rebounds a game in college, Kawhi did, which is – I mean, he was board man, though. He was board man. to say, yeah. what do board man do? <laughs> Boy, man, get paid. I mean, also a lot older than Patrick Williams too. Patrick Williams won that. Nuggets, though, Nuggets. So the Nuggets lose um, the Plumley brother. They lose Jeremy Grant. So they have no choice but to bring back. Both went to Detroit. They must like each other. They, or they just saw a bag and they were like, you know what? (laughs) Um, One year, ten million dollars for Paul Millsap to come back. This team, um, another similar situation to the Celtics, where they are worse today than they were a couple weeks ago. Um, and I don't know how much these two players matter in the grand scheme of things, but for a team that just made it to the conference finals, Jeremy Grant played a big part of that. Uh, yeah, Paul, um, Paul Millsap coming back was cool, but the Plumley brother, eh, he had his moments. I guess that's not too much of it. I think the Jeremy he Grant gave hit. up the series, bro. Remember that eighty three? Oh yeah. Uh, no, nah, but did. Jeremy Grant was like the ideal, just because you know he was a defensive minded guy, you know, next to Jokic and, and whatnot. But I think, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the Clippers. I think a lot of it has to do with like. Michael Porter Jr. is not going to be that powerful for them, right? I think that's what they're hoping. Um, different roles, different players, but, like, he's going to get more minutes now that Jeremy Grant isn't there. Mm-hmm. I think Jeremy Grant helped the development of Michael Porter Jr., though, for me. Uh, not the development, but for the team aspect, for those moments when Michael Porter Jr. wasn't ready to guard X, Y, and Z, you had Jeremy Grant there. Uh, that's gone now. Now Michael Porter Jr., it, this is what I wanted, though. I wanted Michael Porter Jr. to just be out there because the only way he's going to get better is if he plays. You know what I mean? You can't just bench him and say he's not ready. Uh, I think it's also fair to mention that they had guys missing that will be back now, like Will Barton. Um, I think 
I think that's the importance for them. The Monte Moores, Will Barton, Gary Harris, that that's their their best depth. Um, Bo Bo is probably going to have to play now. Probably going to have to play some minutes, like Michael Porter Jr. Um, and they're going to hope that Jamal Murray and Jokic elevates now, and that those playoff moments wasn't just like flashes and are who they are. So mm-hmm. it's going to be exciting. And I definitely think that they can be a team that since they're so good and they're so deep, they can always make a move on the buyout market at the trade deadline to go get a piece um, for a significant weakness that they see they have. They also lost Troy Craig to the Bucks. Yes. Um, he kind of took that personal. So uh, that's always fun to see when people don't understand. Wait, what do you do? He, he tweeted out like, Something like uh, I, I, y'all can emails and Mike can comment, and I'll okay. tell you what he tweeted. But he tweeted. Y'all should look at this team as being like a top three seed with that with them losing Grant. Hey, they, I know of another team that might sneak into that top three, bro. I don't want to say it because bro. Derek might get a little wrecked, but like that that Trailblazer team is looking nice, bro. I know. That's the conversation oh, me and Derek had. Yeah, no, yeah. Like me and him was talking about how Damian Lillard should really be in like MVP conversations, like legitimately this year. Because yes, he got yeah. like this is like the best roster he's had around him. And, and with those bad rosters, he still are average like eight assists. So I yep. can see Damian coming out and averaging like ten assists. Not to cut you off, but I, I do think we'll talk about Portland. They're they're gonna they're, they're the next the, team on the list, yeah. The love uh the the Craig tweet says no love with the okay Ooh. thing when he didn't get his deal or offer right. from him. And so, where did he end up? I forget. The Bucks. Oh, that's a good pickup. That's yeah, a that's good a pickup. little pickup. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know if I'd go that far with the Trailblazers just yet. We'll see. Um, let's just switch to it. They bring back Carmelo Anthony. I didn't think they were going to do it because it looked like they had a lot of players in that oh, room. Oh, glad they did. They did. And uh, now they're looking at a team that has Robert Covington, Zach Collins, Derrick Jones Jr., Rodney Hood as, like, the guys that they either signed or extended uh, this offseason. And – like we just mentioned, this team is significantly better. Um, this is the best roster that they put around Dame ever in his career. So now it's go time. They made it to the conference finals a couple of years ago, but now it's really, really go time. I don't know if I got them highest three seed, like I just said, but like this is the best roster they've had. I love how the GM of the Blazers came out and said that re-signing Melo was like the top priority, but it was like the last thing that they did. What is it? Uh, Neil O'Shea, right? Neil yeah. O'Shea is, is the guy over there. Um, mm-hmm. You never know. You know, they probably put it on the table. Melo is just chilling. He's like, it's here. I may just sign it a little bit later. They're not going to take it away. True. I like the same. You know, I'm one, I'm one of those guys who see them being 3-4. I'll go out on a limb and say it. I mean, you look at this team top to bottom. I, Me and Derek literally had the conversation. I, were we on Xbox? Oh, we had to be yeah, on Xbox. Xbox. Um, this is, without a doubt, no question, the best team Dame has ever had on paper. LaMarcus Aldridge might have been the best player he's played with. Those are some solid teams. But this team right here, when you talk about depth, uh, Dame and CJ is your backcourt. Robert Covington is the 3 and D guy that they've needed for so long and that they've been trying so desperately to get with the Ariza pickups and different things like that. Um, Melo is probably going to start at the four, I guess. Um, that, that's I why this team is so good. Man. They have so many different looks, right? But um, – you also then you have Nurkic as your five. Then off the bench you have Rodney Hood, you have Gary Trent, you have Zach Collins, you have um, maybe Derek Anthony Jones. Simons decides to Simons. Your little I still think has some hope in him. This team is just deep as hell, um, and I feel like I'm still forgetting somebody. That's how Your Little came out and said recently that uh, his goal next season is to become an elite defender. That's all he's going to focus on is being a that's really good. That's, that's what that's, you, yes, that's what that's you want. Yeah. Smart thing from a rookie to say because you know what that's going to do. Give him time. That's going yeah. to give him plenty of time. 
But right. Gary Trent, uh, you always say resurgence, but his emergence, emergence. Uh, you know, um, really gives them even more. I would, yeah, let's talk about that. What's the starting lineup for y'all? At D-Mails, I'll start with you because you're the fan, obviously. Pretty sure it's Dane CJ. Um, they're probably going to go Rodney Hood, uh, Rocco, and Nurkic. Honestly. I like Rocco at the four. Not bad. But they that four position it changes so often. Like sometimes it's mellow, sometimes it's like college. I think it depends on the matchup, honestly. Yeah. I mean, the Blazers are always like just besides last year because it's a little bit of an anomaly. But the Blazers are always good during the regular season, so they gonna have a lot of time to just be like, okay, you know, this group works well together. Yeah. These they, they gonna have time to figure all that stuff out, you know, come playoff time. Y'all have a meals. My bad, KB. Mm-hmm. This is the make or break year for y'all, coach. If this team don't hit a certain level, he kisses his He's ass. Fired. He's probably fired. Before All Star break, honestly, damn. Before All Star break, <laughs> if they're like, if they look really hey, bad before All Star break, he's saying if they look bad, I understand that. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I think um, it's gonna be hard for them to look bad. What is it like? Not even in the playoff picture, because um, that yeah. would be bad. Because I, I, I can't, <laughs> I cannot be, see them not making the playoffs. Yeah, because I mean, even with all the injuries, they end up making the playoffs this year. So yeah. that, yeah, that would be really bad if they did it. Who y'all didn't sign a backup center just yet, right? So right now, White Side is still on the market. Y'all don't really have one, unless Zach you Collins, count right? Zach Collins right as a four-five. No, no, he signed um, Harry Giles. Harry Giles, right? Eh. That's Harry a good, he's young. He's young. That's a smart move from him. That's a good train to hop on from Sacramento to there. That's that's definitely smart for him. Yeah, man, Harry Giles is that guy coming out of high school, man. And then they got Ennis Canner. What do you mean? Oh, Ennis Canner, oh, right? So I knew I was forgetting yeah. something. So Ennis Canner, yeah. yeah, right? Okay, I, I have forgot about him too. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Right, okay. So yeah, so no, that team, that team is ten deep, which is great. At least, at least ten deep. That is very good for y'all. Um, next, uh, the New York Knicks signed Nerlens Noel, and I think it's one five. I don't, I don't really know. It doesn't have the number here, but the, it yeah, was something along five. those lines. One five. Is that good? I don't even know. That's great. Okay. That's great. That's great to me. Um, all those signings are great to me. I have I, not one move that the Knicks have made have has made me upset at all. Um, Austin Rivers. Three mm-hmm. years, that's a great dollars, and great A signing. Last two years aren't even not aren't even guaranteed. That's that's a steal. I don't I don't care what anybody's saying. That's a steal on Austin Rivers. Nerlens Noel one year, Alec Burks one year. We ch- just the Ed Davis situation got us three second round picks. Acquiring him, that's a dumb taking one. him away from the Jazz got us one. Then trading him to wherever we I forgot where we traded him. It don't even matter. Uh, gave us two. So just to just to deal with Ed Davis gave us three. Like out of nothing, we like we get three second round picks just just existing. Don't so, you have just so much? Mo- where's where, where do y'all go spend some of this money? Because you have to spend some of it, right? So far, you yeah. signed two players, both for five million or, or three players. Two five million dollar contracts and then twenty million left to spend. They say so. Um, I don't know. They're trying to figure. Somebody's gonna get a one year big bag. Like, hey, come come to New York Payton. for you. Brought back Peyton. Brought back Peyton. Brought back Peyton. Um, and yeah, I mean that. You know, um, that was my whole thing. Is is I thought we could have been a little aggressive with some people, but that's also but, but my whole might have been. Family. We might have been, and that's my old Nick mentality, to think that we have to do something. I'm fine with it. Uh, according to our cap guy uh, for, that I follow for the Knicks, he specifically follows the Knicks, we're fine. Like, well, mm-hmm. oh, our money is going to be there, and the, the the deals that we did make don't affect 2021 because, like I said, the Rivers deal is not guaranteed. So, mm-hmm. uh, according to him, everything is on par and everything is good. 
And I know Nick fans. Nick fans just want us to do some shit so bad just to just. The pickups y'all had. I like the pickups, especially I told you as soon as you had that Austin Rivers, I, I know you happy as hell for getting your boy. And not yes. even that, but like those are players that can not only just like help them now, but like those are play Alec Burks and Austin Rivers. Those are teams that like contending teams might want them if they hooping, right? And they might not get a first, you know, first overall pick back, but you can maybe get a young player in the second round or something like that for them. So well, I, Alec I, Burks I, did with the Warriors. He went over there. He was. Hoping, hoping, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's exactly the plan for these guys. Like, high risk, low reward. If they, you have all the opportunity to come to New York and hoop. Austin Rivers and Burks and Ernest Noel are all going to get a chance to hoop. Um, And there's nobody here stopping you from hooping. So Austin Rivers have the best first half of your career you ever had here. And (laughs) we'll trade you like we did with Mook. But if these guys also come here and don't hoop enough to get their value super through the roof, Guess what? Their ass is released at the end of the year and come off the books because they're one year deals. We good. I like it. Um, my question is, I just I'm 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 thirsty to see what happens with the point guard position because this is the last year for a lot of guys. Frank Nilakina, Dennis Smith Jr., they have to do something this year or they're gonna be out of the Knicks, number one. And number two, they might get out of the league. They'll have another opportunity for sure, but people are not gonna look at them in any capacity. So yeah. Um, I, I want to see those guys do something, you know, even if it ain't with the Knicks, get you some value so you can be traded to a Chicago Bull team, so you can be traded to a Clipper team, so you can be traded to somewhere because that's a lot of teams that want that, that'll take a risk on some guards, you know, like Frank Nilekina and Dennis Smith Jr. Right. Um, Donovan Mitchell got a max worth 163 and can make up to 195. That like. We saw three players getting at max uh, max extensions: De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, and we already mentioned Jason Tatum. I'm glad this one guy ain't got a max yet because I'm hoping he get offended because we still got some money in the Yoke. Which one? Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. Uh, Brandon Ingram still out there. It's facts, facts. It's kind of odd to see that the Pelicans have made all these moves and just haven't paid him. Hey, maybe they don't Zion think it's a fit. Their guy. Yeah, Zion Zion their guy. <laughs> oh man, now, that would be. The Knicks are all for Brandon Ingram, whatever he wants, in five seconds. <laughs> so that's why that caps, yeah, that's why that cap is there. But they haven't yep. even offered him an offer sheet, so nobody has, as far as we know. He's yep. just sitting. Because the, the re- New York would, but it's like we just feel like they are automatically going to match it, but they're still not doing shit. So the Pelicans can play that game all they want, but the Knicks are swiping in, in a heartbeat. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I, right. I'm not going to get my hopes up, but the, the Pelicans can play that game if they want to. Yeah, bro, we was talking about this early, like how do NBA players feel during free agency when you ain't got that call yet and you're just waiting all day? But I wonder how Brandon Ingram feel because he know he finna get some money. Somebody gonna pay his ass a bag. So he just waiting on it. He he posted a picture and he listened to a Jay-Z song yesterday. It said Streets is watching. I feel like that was a little subliminal to the Pelicans. <laughs> the Streets is watching. What you gonna do? Everybody's seeing that you're taking a loan like, okay, Fox got his bag. Uh, Mitchell got his bag. Tatum, the streets is watching, and they were at, like, if you say if you type in Brandon Ingram name on Twitter right now, everybody's gonna be like, "Yo, what's the hold up with Ingram? Like, what what's going on? What's going?" On? Because the streets is watching. It's it's head scratching, bro. What is there to think about with Brandon Ingram? You just give the man his money, right? David That's Griffin, what you would think. David Griffin over there tripping. Um. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to think about what year is he in again? Is this year five? Only thing I can think of, they, you know, they trying to do the same thing every other team trying to do, make that money so they can have it for Giannis next year. 
Oh, they didn't, they shouldn't even be thinking about Giannis when yeah, they Zion. Uh, yeah, they should just be prioritizing Brandon Ingram. Boy, we building the wall against that team if they bring in Giannis. <laughs> 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 it's fourth year, KB. Okay, okay. So they don't he's they don't have to give him a max. They can they can throw him a, a qualifying right. I feel I, like somebody's gonna. I wish throw I was. Him I wish I was a cap expert, man. I wish but I was a, a cap qualifying expert. offer would be dumb because he because it, he becomes unrestricted. Wall. Yeah, he becomes yeah. unrestricted. So go ahead, do the uh, do the qualifying offer. No, we still no. got my money next year. Do the qualifying <laughs> offer. Brandon Ingram, bro. I would give up R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson right now for Brandon Ingram. Right now, give me Brandon Ingram. Clear the whole fucking team and give me Brandon Ingram. We just we're just going to next year with Brandon Ingram. And we'll just chill. We'll lose every game by letting him play one first five for 48 minutes. And we'll just rebuild. That's how good he is. I don't understand what the Pelicans are thinking about. And you traded Anthony Davis for him. He's their best player. I don't care how Zion, you love Zion all you want. Brandon Ingram is your guy. That's your guy. <laughs> Zion ain't hitting no step back game winner like Brandon Ingram did over Rudy Gobert. I'm telling you right now. That's your guy. This is so weird. I'm going through. I'm going through uh, the Pelicans Reddit account, trying to see what fans are thinking about the fact that Brandon Ingram hasn't been signed. Everybody has the same opinion that like it should happen. What well, the top post this week says, we should probably sign that Brandon Ingram guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> so they all waited. They all waited like we are. Before COVID, those Jazz versus Pelican games. At certain points in those games, it was like Brandon Ingram versus the entire Jazz team. He was literally getting the ball and scoring back and forth with the Jazz team, back and forth. One of those games they lost because he didn't get his foul call, and then the other one he hit that jump shot to win the game. But in those overtime games, go back and watch it, anybody that ain't too sure on what we right. talked about with Ingram. Wait, so, so exactly I'm, I'm reading this. Hold on. Before you go, Mike, I'm reading this. Is that Somebody says it makes sense to sign him as late as possible because it still leaves us space to extend players you want to extend, and yesterday they extended um, Steven Adams. So they're just waiting – to maximize their cap until the last possible minute. Okay. No, but you yeah, know, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, Pina. Those are the times where like Zion or Lonzo get aboard, and they was Lonzo wasn't even bringing the ball up. He was just giving it right to Brandon Ingram to to, to uh, bring up the court, and he was giving them buckets. And that and to go back on it, like that's why I was saying, like you know, I, I just got to go Brandon Ingram over a Ben Simmons, just because you know it, it's special when you can find a guy that could do that, and also just has like not only the talents to do it but like the the mentality to do it the the skills to do so so it, it's just like he's a special player yeah give me give me uh be out uh tatum hey they give him that qualifying or i wouldn't be surprised chicago threw him. chicago could throw him in the bag too it's gonna be a lot of wins on him any, any team that's gonna have the money thank they throwing you, him back thank, any. You, kenny. thank you kenny when when can we do that what do you mean when when can we offer him a bag what do you mean? You we, mean like now? No, it's not like they gave him a qualifying offer and he went through this season un, and unrestricted. Oh, okay. Yeah, next year we would have yeah. money. Okay, you're excellent. Oh, Otto Porter off the books. Yeah, Otto Porter off the books. Uh, Cristiano yeah. Felicia off the books. Mm. He ain't going no fucking Chicago. He ain't coming mm. to New York. <laughs> nah, he likes G Herbo. He fucking around going to uh, Chicago. <laughs> he do. But, yeah. Um, but Patrick Williams will be an all-star by then, so we're fine. True. But he'll be a four. You let Mar- sign and trade Laurie Markin and go his ass to the Pelicans. That's what they want, a shooting big next to Zion. 
True. Larry <laughs> Market at the five gonna be something, boy. <laughs> Brandon Ingram went to the Bulls. I'll be a Bulls fan. No bullshit. <laughs> no nah, facts though. Like I might be. Dang, y'all just hopping on the van, this fictional bandwagon, huh? Hell yeah, because if he can't to the Knicks, I know Mike gonna fuck with the Knicks. <laughs> he was hey, I ain't gonna, he was looking pretty right in that New York Knicks jersey. <laughs> you saw that pizza I put up? Yeah, I ain't gonna comment on the AD ones I've seen though. I don't want that shit. You can have him. He only good with LeBron, I heard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but those, I mean, do we talk about Marcus Gasol yet? No, I'm not really. Know. Sure, we can talk about the Lakers for t- two minutes. Timer starts now, Mike. Go ahead. Ain't really much to say, man. We've been doing our thing, getting all these players <laughs> on minimum contracts. We got Marcus Gasol, bro. Mar- it's it's so funny that like you you can uh, your analysis on other teams can be so extensive, but whenever we talk about the Lakers, you just be like, it is what it is. We just do this, <laughs> bro. Hey, if you look, if you would have told me that we would have had Gasol, Montrezl Hero, Dennis Shooter, and like all these things, maybe couple, I would not have believed you. Mm-hmm. Like that's how you're gonna say Rob Lincoln has been doing this shit. You know, ain't nothing I can really talk about, like, bad about him. Like, he been doing his thing. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Probably. I to talk about, oh, my bad. No, so you can go ahead. I want to talk about another team that I think are losers. Okay. I thought Boston was a loser. Um, um, Brandon Ingram highlights in the background just distracted me. The Los Angeles Clippers. Mm. Ibaka's a nice pickup. Yep, um, yep. They picked up somebody else that I like too. Who else did they pick? Marcus up? Morris resigned, and then they picked up Luke Kennard uh, in the trade. Luke Kennard. Point guard position has always been pivotal. I never questioned they can score. I, they didn't need to get Luke Kennard. Um, I never questioned their big man play. I think Zubak was always solid and decent. Him and Montrez here had a nice tandem. So, that but that's cool that they got Ibaka, who's a little bit better for them than Treas. Maybe a lot bit, a lot better. But the point guard position has always been the thing for them. And for them to not have addressed it at all, uh, it's, it's kind of it's scary to see how much the Lakers have gotten better and the, the Clippers are kind of just a tad bit better. You know what I mean? Uh, and, they were, and they were one of those teams that were looking at Rondo, you know, but they lost him to the Hawks. And they, the mm-hmm. Clippers are a team that's going to be competing too. So, you know, they could have had that as leverage. But, yeah, they – didn't even think about, you know, really adjusting that point guard situation outside of Rondo. Everything else, like Augustine, gone. Rondo, gone. Shooter, gone. Chris Paul, gone. So, I like, I don't know where they can – Alfred Payton, gone. I don't know where they can really go. Um, you know, talks with them and Terry Rozier with the Hornets has been happening, but who do they trade to acquire a $19 million Terry Rozier? So, uh, here are the top point guards in the market left. Um, Reggie Jackson, Langston Galloway just got a contract, so we scratch him oh, off. Yeah. Um, Sebaz Napier, Chris Chioza, Tyler Johnson, Evan Turner, Gary Payton II, Yogi Ferrell, Emmanuel Moutier, and Brandon Knight. Those are the top point guards, and they're all yeah. ass. Yeah, those are people like, <laughs> even if they came in and they could like put up some buckets or whatever. You like, who's your guy? I hope y'all got out of that list. My bad, Mike, but I, just, I had to ask Reggie that. Jackson. I, I'll fuck around and go Tyler Johnson, bro. Reggie Jackson couldn't come back on my team if I was a Clippers. I'll go Tyler Johnson. Shabazz may, Napier, maybe, but he can't guard nobody. He's small as hell. I, I Give me mm-hmm. Tyler Johnson, man. That list is crazy. I know Mike <laughs> going Brandon Knight. I, I honestly, I was going to say, there's nobody that was like, okay, it's going to stick out. Because, I mean, like I said, some of those guys can get buckets, but there's people already can that can get buckets on the Clippers. They need something like a floor general type point guard, and nobody fit that mode. 
the best one that obviously nobody fits that mold, but the best like playmaker out of here is it is it Moutier? Yep. It's probably yeah. Moutier, yeah. but like, ew. We, we saw Moutier yeah. had a career night last time we were in New York. That ain't happening normally. And I'm thinking like, maybe you just add some shooting around them, but it's just like, they, the shooting guards are like the shooting point guards didn't even have much size to them. Like, Yogi Ferrell, he's small as hell, but he, he can shoot the pill, you know, something like that, but. He can make that dog sneeze. <laughs> he can make that dog sneeze. <laughs> Yeah, bro. I, shit, Evan Turner might be the best point guard out of there. <laughs> no, for for real though. But it's just like you don't want you don't want his ass on that team. It's not a lot of teams that people probably hey, want Evan Turner listen on. Listen to that list. You better off just letting Paul George be like a Scottie Pippen point forward type role or some shit. Because mm-hmm. that's what I would do before I sign any of them dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Paul George, Luke Kennard, Kawhi, Mook, right. and Zubak or, or or Ibaka starts. Like mm-hmm. that would be my lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is rough. There's not a lot of good free agents left on the board. Uh, we saw yesterday Boogie got his, another contract, which is great. Ended up in Houston, and their team is different, and I'm I'm liking it. Like I like their team too. Baby. I'm liking their team with Christian Wood, with Boogie, and of course James Harden, hoping that he, they don't uh, trade him away. That team is still a playoff team, 100. You got James Harden, you're gonna make the playoffs. But now Boogie and then Christian Wood, there. I don't know, man. I like that team even if they trade James Harden. Because in my mind, you trade him and you got to get back Spencer Oh, Carey. no, you're getting back Ben Simmons, according to his sister. <laughs> <laughs> Her troll game is so fucking weak. I'm mad at the game with Topic, bro. She does that a lot. I mean, no disrespect to her, because y'all know I rock with Ben, but she does that a lot. Um, <laughs> Sixer fans, I don't know why they fall for it all the time. But, hey, if they did get back Ben Simmons, I still – I. Yeah. I like the team, but yeah, I like that team with Hard and Russ so far. Uh, still got PJ Tucker. Is he? What happened with him? Because he was disgruntled about a contract and never got a new one. So like, yeah, is he still over there? I don't know. Maybe he just he probably just seeing he don't got to play center like that no more. So he's like, okay. I'm but I also scratched my head because you got these moves, then you just gave away Covington. Like, imagine this team now and they still have Covington, like Russ Harden, Covington. Christian Wood, Boogie, you still got P.J. Tucker, Eric Gore, Daniel House. But no, you just gave him away to get like Ariza. So, and Ariza don't even play for them no more. He went to like OKC if I'm not mistaken. So I'm confused. Yeah. I like Christian Wood though, man. Christian Wood can hoop. The Wizards GM just came out and said that uh, John Wall never requested a trade. Yeah. Man, they need to get their stuff together. It's so I hate when the tour has so many different Forget like the story. Everything. I just need to see John Wall on the court, man. He doing. Have you seen John Wall like post Achilles, like his like just hooping in gyms against other NBA players? He was fucking them up. I know that that ain't everything I take from it, you know. But he was fucking them up. Like he was explosive. Like all I know is his play is still going to be the same. Uh, you know the whole Achilles thing. No, no fear there. I, now, will he be elite? I don't know because the other guards have gotten better. I don't know how to pair him against them. But I, we can expect John Wall to be pushing tempo, dunking, and doing all the John Wall things that he does because his explosiveness is still kind of there. So I will say that. Yeah. Um, What about the Bulls? Garrett Temple? I think we talked about that last episode. Yeah, we did. Yeah, they haven't last episode. Yeah. Yeah, man. Great um, pickup. Great spin. spin. Who's the, who the winners for y'all that we didn't mention? I, I, Phoenix has to be a big winner for me, man. They they are stacking up that team to really compete. 
um, and be good. They brought back Sarek and Javon. They added Langston Galloway, Jay Crowder. That, that's a playoff team for sure in my eyes. Did the Kings match that offer from the – They have to tonight. They have to tonight. So, we'll talk about that on the next episode. They have to wait. To, to today. Tonight is the deadline, and we'll see. What's y'all opinion on that? Should they? No. No. I don't think they should. Unless yeah. they unless they have a plan for Buddy Hill already laid out, I don't think they should match it. That's a lot of money. That is a that lot. Have, that of was money. my that was my thing. Do it if you're gonna trade Buddy, but if you plan on just keeping Buddy, don't do it because you drafted Halliburton, you would have a log jam there. And not even just that. I'm thinking more about the money situation. You max out De'Aaron Fox. Buddy Hill is still making twenty plus million dollars. Then a seventy two million dollar from Bogdanovich. You're you're gonna have to pay Marvin Bagley in the next season or so. I don't know what his market looks like. Like it just it you don't want to be hard capped on a team that can't make the damn playoffs. But you'll be fine if you're trading Buddy Hill and you right, right. That's why yeah, that's what I'm saying. Depending on Buddy Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine being down there in the luxury with a team that that's crazy, bro. That's some team shit to do though. Yeah, yeah I, I think you you guys said it, like if you trade him Buddy Hill, you gotta make it. But it's just like I always think for the Kings. They gonna have to spend money on their players because this is they nobody's gonna just sign there. You know they're not gonna be a super you know interesting place for people to go. Yeah, and they could be if if all things fall right for them if they had good management. It's California at the end of the day. Sure, maybe not be the most the most fun part of California, but the California weather I take that over the snow we just got one hundred percent. Darren Fox seems to be having a nice time there. Yeah, <laughs> it seems crazy. like everybody has a nice time in California. Not Buddy Hill. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, that's all we had today, y'all. Uh, we'll see what else happens over the next week. But like we mentioned earlier, training camp is, is starting very soon. Um, mm-hmm. I've been seeing a Happy lot Thanksgiving. of Thanksgiving. I hope everybody enjoyed their holiday. Hey, just fuck, fuck what I was saying, huh? <laughs> 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 no, but no, you're right. Happy Thanksgiving, to everybody. Um, and we'll be back on Saturday. Hey, what's y'all favorite Thanksgiving food? Are y'all turkey guys? Turkey dry. Dress like candy yams is my favorite. Candy. Okay. I have candy yams throughout the year, so it's not really just like a hey. same. Candy yams are good though. I, I don't call them yams. Though. I don't call them candy yams. I just call them yams. That's why I was just joking with Mike. But no, they are good. I, macaroni. Nothing is better than macaroni. And all this broccoli and cheese casserole that my mom makes for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not to beat the dresser, man. Oh, dressing. You talking about ranch dressing. You like dressing? You're not talking about like. You don't be dressing. So why you like dressing? <laughs> cool, true. You do have no drip. Must be talking about the Mills. Yeah, with that Hornet Nation shirt on. That 2015 ass shirt. Hey, yeah, yeah, it's been through the ringer too. Yeah, no. Nah, that started fading. That's been through something, bro. Shout out to my homies at Easy Money, man. That's all I'm saying. Shout out my homies in Orlando. <laughs> okay. Yeah, not going to shout out House of Highlights? Shout out House of Highlights, the fam. OTO. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs>